How do you create, develop, and cultivate leadership in your organization? Imagine what can happen when you have mission-minded leaders and enthusiastic team members who believe they can build business as a force for good. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lipper, the CEO at LCI Industries, and I welcome you to this edition of Built to Lead podcast. We are delighted to share the real-life experiences of others who have courageously stepped into the power of creating a culture that feels like family, a culture where every team member has a deep sense of purpose. Take what you hear today and be inspired to build a culture of caring, giving, and leading in your organization. Amazing things happen when you place people at the core of what you do every day. Welcome to this edition of Built to Lead. Welcome back to Built to Lead. This is Edgar Cabello, one of the leadership directors here at Lippert and your host. And I'm so glad you chose to spend some time with us today. A short interview on tap from our Purpose Summit files. I had the opportunity to sit down with Rhoda Schnitzer. Rhoda is one of our leadership directors based out of Europe. And Rhoda happens to oversee a number of plants in Ireland, the UK, the Netherlands, and in Germany. So she's well-traveled and obviously covers a lot of ground there. And the cultural nuance has been really interesting to learn uh, as, as I've become friends with her over the last couple of years. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Rhoda comes to us via Amazon, where she was in a, a really cool HR position there and was very happy working for the company, but discovered that she wanted to do something a lot like what we were doing here at Lippert and decided to join our ranks um, as one of our leadership directors, and we couldn't be more pleased that she chose to do so. So here's my interview with Rhoda Schnitzer, our leadership director based out of Europe. Enjoy the conversation. What's it been like to be on this side of the pond? Exciting. That's the only thing I can say, exciting, and I'm so pumped up. Yeah. Pumped up from seeing the team. It has really been such a fantastic thing to meet all of you personally, to get your energy to see that, to be part of a team, to feel I belong to this team, this mm. team of great people. Not just great people, great professionally, yeah. but wonderful people. And yeah. I'm just soaking up. I'm, and we all are. I mean, we've we've probably eaten some more meals together <laughs> than we should have. And yeah. and it was, it was conference together. And we've we've been in our business units together and just just try to capitalize on every moment. And yeah. these folks are not going on much sleep right now. I think it's pure adrenaline. It's pure adrenaline. <laughs> I was up at four o'clock this morning and I couldn't go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So that time difference is in most cases yeah. it's a killer, but right now. So you'll get some rest another yeah. time, I'm sure, I'm sure for that. So so Rhoda, like so we're here at Purpose Summit. Yeah. You know, obviously the big idea is purpose. So if somebody asks Rhoda Schnitzer, so what what's your purpose? Talk to us about that, please. To make a difference. Yeah. That's, that's been my thing for a very, very long time. So I've got about 12 plus years of HR experience, always traditional HR, but leadership and culture within, because you know, in most companies, leadership and culture is within HR. And why leadership and culture? Because my personal experience is everything starts and falls with the leader. Yeah. If you don't have good leaders, you can forget about your core values, you can forget about your mission statement, everything. If your leadership is bad, you lose people. Yeah. And I've been fortunate to have 12 excellent leaders, one after the other. And I know where I started and where I am today. If it hadn't been these leaders, wow. so what is my purpose? T to make us, a difference. Tell us about one of those leaders. I'm just curious. It, as much as little as you want to tell, but yeah. sounds like you've had really good investment into your own development. Absolutely. So here I was. I started as a project manager for a Swedish company. 
and I've been, I was with them for 10 years. I had these excellent leaders and I had this one leader who said, after three years, you can do more. And I was, I'm, I'm absolutely happy working as a project manager for your leadership team. He said, you can do more. I'm going to send you to an external assessment, you know, organization. And so that you can come back and tell me what are you good at? Because I didn't know. I said, I don't know. I can do projects. And they came back with this thing. You can do HR or sales. And, mark, and I said, I'm not going into sales. Okay. And I said, HR is something like sales. You have to sell the internal thing. What did this leader do? He believed in me. And he yeah. said, right, we are going to offer, see what we can do for you within the company. Wow. And I was given a project for 40 countries to roll out a program in 40 countries. This is what this leader did for me. Wow. Although we got along very well, he said, you're going to do this. You're going to move from Munich to Stockholm. I'm going to make sure you have a very good expat contract so that you don't have to worry about anything. And he did that. He let me go because he knew I would go further. Wow. And he said, I can't offer you. I was very happy working for him yeah. because I loved him as a leader. He was excellent. But he said, I want you to grow. Isn't that something? That is something. I, you know, I, there's something about a leader who has a loose grip. Absolutely. You, know, you said it. That just And, and I, I heard this little quip a long time ago that said, you know, if you try to hold... If you try to hold on too tight, they'll try to run away from you. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you hold on loosely, they'll come running home. So in some ways, I'm sure he'd be proud of you and would consider you having to run home. I mean, just from from his willingness yeah. to release. And, and I think that's what we're trying to do, right? Raise yeah. up and release people to do their thing and make a difference in their world. Absolutely. And all these 12 leaders, I still have contact with them. And I always say, if they told me, come back to work for me, I would go. Wow. But they always sent me on because they told me, you're capable of more. Wow. And that's what a leader can do. And he gives you that confidence and you go out with this confidence that they've put in you. Is that your message to the people that you work yeah. with? And to the leaders that don't forget you're responsible for the people in your care. Yeah. And I've had some really tough times. And you know who was there for me? My leaders. Not my friends. No one else. Not my family. It was my leaders who stood by me. And just a small, you know, example of it. My my husband at forty four had a massive heart attack mm. out of nowhere. Do you know who stood by me? My leader. It was my leader calling me every hour wow. and saying, "How are you?" And I was telling him, "Oh yeah, I'm in the hospital right now." And it's a big story. I'll tell you the story some other time. Sure. But what they did for me, the company, and how they supported me in this time. So my leader calling me, and she kept calling me in the hospital, and I would say, yeah, he's with the doctors. And she said, I'm not asking you how he is. I'm asking you, how are you? <laughs> because he's in the best of hands. How are you? Tell me, how are you? And who does that? Yeah. Who does that? And that's a leader. Yep, yep. And I was so, they get your loyalty. I went for them to Asia Pacific. I built up an entire organization for them. I knew this company. It wasn't the company, it was the leaders. How many nations have you lived and worked in? I'm Netherlands, the Netherlands is the fifth country that I'm living and working in. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, like, you're truly international in terms of... I've always of worked in global roles, okay. European roles. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, it's it's pretty amazing to me then. I mean, that says something about what's happening with Lippert, too, yeah. because obviously our footprint is much bigger than the United States. You're proof of that. Yeah. What's happening in Europe right now? A lot is happening. We're bringing the cultural journey into Europe. We're not as far as you are here. So I love coming here and seeing and getting ideas. For example, the Dream Achiever program, mm -hmm. you know, hearing about it, Built to Lead, what we did on Monday. Sure. That's something to see that. Yeah, and we that's want a full-day leadership this. event. Uh -huh. Absolutely. And we want to bring it over into Europe. So I was talking with, with Matt, who's our UK leader, about how can we bring this to Europe? Yeah. Can we bring it as a one-day program? Should we, you know, sort of slim it down? Yep. So what we're doing is we're bringing the What's cultural journey. What's going to work journey. there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Fantastic. So, and and we know that a lot of, I mean, the, the businesses that are yep. represented, um, that are representing Lipper in Europe, their acquisitions. Yep. They, they weren't part of the homegrown group. No. Okay. And then that's a, that's a growing group within the company anyways, but yep. certainly in Europe right now. What, what's the, what are some of the challenges with that? So that you're not just onboarding people, you know, no, like no. HR. Yeah. You're onboarding companies. Yes. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And the biggest challenges when you come in, the first thing is, oh, it's a, it's a U.S. company. These American values. Mm-hmm. These core value things, that's very U.S. So you have to get through that one challenge and then start talking to them about what are the values that they live by and then show them these are the core values. So you have to go a little bit, you know, the other way around and say, okay, what are your values? And we all care for people, right? This is what caring for people is. And to bring it in as these values are actually your values. You believe in them. And this is just written down on paper. That's right. And that's how you bring it in. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, but it takes some work to get people there, right? Because, I mean, it sounds yeah. to me like there's an immediate bias. Like, yeah, absolutely. Don't bring that American yeah. stuff over here, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay. You said it correctly. <laughs> okay. Absolutely spot on. So, and that's, that's, to me, that sounds like a little bit of a, a little bit of a hill to climb. Yeah. So, so then, so then what, what have you seen? I know there's resistance in some ways, and we're going to actually get to that because, like, yeah. where I want to go with the, in, in this conversation with you, Rhoda, is like just in the spirit of like leadership and development, cultural development. Like, there's we come up against it sometimes where there's some just some tough decisions to yeah. be made, e- yeah. even with one of our core values being caring about people. Sometimes one of the best ways that we can care for somebody is to is to part ways with them. We talked about that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in, in yeah. a little bit, though. So. Initially, though, with with that resistance to some of these Americanized ideas, or that people would say, yeah. like, how, how do you kind of sort through that? Like, what are some of the challenges? But but then also talk to us a little bit about like what what are some of the powerful change? What's some of the powerful change that you see happen along the way as well? So one of the challenges, or how do I go about it, is to win the trust of the people. Yeah, to be authentic, and I cannot. I cannot. I have to emphasize that all the time. I cannot help underlining that you have to be authentic, real, show your weaknesses, talk about your failures, and show that you're real. And then bring the caring about people. Also, your own struggles, sometimes with the core values, mm-hmm. you know, and how do you interpret it, or sure. that you're not perfect, yes. that you fail. So being authentic is really the key and winning the trust of people. Yeah. And I think when you do that, then people start believing yeah. and you have to walk. Yeah. You have to walk the talk. Yeah. You have to be the example because your your behavior has to speak for it before you come and tell them about core values. I cannot talk about caring about people and I don't care for you. Right. I don't give you a smile. I don't thank you. So these are the, these are the challenges and this is my way of going in. And it takes time. It does. And I'm very impatient. As you're, so, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> so that is a challenge for yeah. me because for me, it's, it's something so fantastic, these right. core values. Yeah. I want to run with it, but to have the patience and to say, okay, we're not as far as Italy is. Yep. For example, Italy is, they're three years into the journey, so they're much further away. To say it will come and to celebrate the small successes. Of course, of course. Yeah, and, and you can't speed up the process of building trust. No. That uh, it'd be nice if we could. Yeah. yeah. But it just doesn't really happen that way yeah. in actuality. No. So I, I can see that. 
This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. How about some of the change that you've seen? Like, so now that you're you're up through a little bit, yeah. and, and there's still plenty of work to yeah. let's be clear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you've seen some good stuff too. Yeah. And the big one of the biggest changes I've seen is when you remove toxic leadership. Mm. When you decide, okay, you coach someone, you coach someone, but they're not responding. And then you say, okay, you have to say goodbye to them. So we we talk at Lippert, coach up or coach out. Coach out. out. Mm-hmm. Coach and up or when, coach out. Yeah. And when you coach out, the change that you see. Yeah. And that is so motivating when you see that removed, the toxic leadership. Describe that a little bit. Like, I know you're thinking yeah. of something in real life right now. Yeah. Um, you know, So describe that change and, and what you saw, what you observed after mm-hmm. that tough call was made. Yeah. The way people opened up, the way people started trusting themselves, going out of the way, talking, coming up with ideas, because they knew that nobody's going to make fun of them or nobody's going to tell them no, mm. or nobody's just going to cut it down and say that's stupid that people started trusting themselves to show themselves. Mm. And as we can see, people started volunteering, saying we would like to, you know, something like we weren't getting anywhere with volunteering. Okay. And suddenly we removed this leadership and you had people coming in and saying, you're right, I would like to do that. I would like to go and clean up here. I would like to go and clean up there. So on the community service front, there wasn't much happening. Absolutely. So so basically you had a leader who was, I used this term a little bit earlier, there was the lid, right? It was just keeping everything down. Absolutely. That's a John Maxwell kind of a phrase, right? Yeah, and we're doing the 21 laws right now with the leadership teams, both in the UK and Netherlands. I'm doing 21 law sessions. Yeah. Law of the lid. That's the very first one, and we've seen it lived out. Man, and and that's a tough call to make. We, yeah. you know, so when do you make that call? Because you may have somebody who's very familiar with the business; they know it inside and out, like the back of their hand. But but they're not aligned with where we want to take the company. Like, yeah. is, is that that moment that you're talking about? Like when you just kind of have to. Yeah, you what? can coach them. So I always say, give them an opportunity, coach them. So we do coach these leaders. But when you realize, and I think for for me personally, mm-hmm. the warning signal was when I realized another leader who was really good was deciding to leave because of this toxic leadership and where we realized we have to move. Yeah. It also taught us something that we need to make this call much earlier. Yeah. You that know, you don't lose good people. And, and sometimes we learn of those leaders yeah. like you did, fortunate, right? Yeah. And then sometimes we don't. Yeah. And we don't hear of it and we let that toxicity continue and that, and then people start leaving. Just kind of, it looks like arbitrarily, yeah. but it really is on purpose. Yeah, which goes back to we have to go back to listening sessions. You know, Jason talked about listening sessions. Listen to the people. Yeah. Walk the shop floor. Yeah. Listen. Look at people. Look at trends. Look at sickness rates. Why? Why do we have high sickness rates? Start looking into these statistics. Why are people not? Why are people not engaged? Why are people not participating in the Amplify? Yeah. Look at that trend. Yeah. Look at the data that you've got, and the data tells you some things. Absolutely. So look at it and go behind it. And 
figure out. Yeah. Talk to people. Yeah. So you're you're looking for signs of health, signs yep. of, of of unhealth, if you will. Absolutely. And and you're just saying like, hey, they're telling us one way or another, even if they're not saying like, I'm okay, I'm almost out of here. They may not be saying those words. Yeah. But when they start not showing up for work yep. or when they remove themselves in one, say, shape, one way, shape, or form. Yep. So I, I can appreciate that. That due diligence is going to help us a great deal. So what what's your hope, I guess, in, in terms of the days to come? I mean, you're early on in this journey. Yeah. And, and you said, you know, you're, you're, you're behind. Obviously, you know, it's, it's, you've just been with us now. How long has it been? A little over a year. A little over a year now, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess in some ways you're just getting started. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you've worked hard, right? Yeah, but I to, want to, I want things to go so much faster. Fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, but, yeah, but changing cultures yes. is it requires patience and yeah. it requires diligence. But what do you what do you hope to see like moving forward? Like what's in your mind's eye as you think about Lippert in Europe and and what that looks like in the days to come? What I would like to see is people coming into work and saying, "I enjoy being here. I love being here." I have a family here. I have my colleagues are my family. Mm. I can talk to them about everything. I love coming to work. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see that glow in their faces that even when business is tough at the end of the day they stand shoulder to shoulder and say we did it together. I want to see leaders caring for their people, leaders who know about their people, who know the first names of the children. That's what I want to see. And I want to see these people going back and making a change, saying, I got something very valuable, mm -hmm. I want to give back. Because, you know, I really believe that when someone gives me something, I need to give back. Yeah, It's us. And I want to see people making a difference. I want people to go out and say, I want to make a difference for my family, for my neighbor, for the immigrant who's running away from his country. I want to do that. I want to go and serve someone. I want to see that. I want to see us as a light in Europe. Going out, bringing light, bringing love. You know, it's it's so cold sometimes out yeah. there. Yeah. And I want us to be this light, this warmth that yeah. goes out. And people say, I feel safe. That's such strange talk. Do you understand that? Like I know. Your, your vision. I mean, it's I, not strange. And, and I'm saying that tongue in cheek, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. because it, it's actually not. And and I heard, you know, one of our friends just this morning just talk, uh, Simone, yeah. you know, who's based in Italy. Was talking about. Listen, we don't. If if you're the leader, if you're the the teammate, if you're a vendor, we're just people. Exactly. And, and so it it sounds when we talk business that that your vision, what I'm hearing you say, yeah. you know, I'm getting a picture of what you're describing right now, and that vision, it's it can seem so out of reach for people, but like the opportunity is the workplace, isn't it? Yeah. I, and and I know you have a strong passion for making the workplace. Ah, uh, yeah. Something better than what we're experiencing yeah. these days. Yeah, definitely. And I want people to feel that I can go to work, I can be myself, yes. I have people who will help me. And I don't want people, you know, in Europe, a lot of people say work is work and my life starts after that. I find it such a pity. You know how long I'm at work? Yes. I spend more time with my teammates than I do with my own husband. <laughs> and if I'm not happy there and I'm not making a difference there, What's the point of it all? And it's probably only making whoever you're going home to miserable also. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> so, because I come home all frustrated and, and, and why angry. why do we do that? Like, why, why do we do that? You know, it's like when, when our... When the script isn't working for you, like either like change the story, yes, do something different because it's just too difficult. Let's not be miserable anymore. Yeah, and you know, one of our core values is positive attitude. Yeah, 
And we say we make a choice. It is choosing. And we all have that choice. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think that's what, that's what we've started to see at Lippert. You know, I, I think what I would describe what's happening here is this is a company and a group of people, more importantly. You know, we can say company and sound all corporate, but yeah. this is a group of people that has that is taking agency for rewriting the, the, the script of their story. Okay, we're writing our movie right yep. now is what we're doing, okay? Yep. And we're just changing the script. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And and if you hear about people that were here years ago and and they tell about what's happening now versus what was happening, then the story is definitely changing. And so yeah. I could see that story certainly cha- changing in Europe as yeah. well. And it will change even more. I'm absolutely convinced about that. I love that. We have to get the right leaders on board. Of course. That is very important and the right because the leader it all starts with the leaders. It does. It does. Yeah. But we've got some great leaders too. Yeah. And uh, I hope you'll be talking to some of them. And we will. We'll be <laughs> yeah. we'll be meeting some more. I guess, you know, as we're starting to wrap some things up this conversation, Rhoda, I don't know, just uh, tell me what just what's most on your mind right now, I guess, you know, as you kind of what would you leave with our listeners today? Like what do they need to consider or what do they need to wrestle with? I don't know. I mean, your words and, and your ideas, but I mean, what, what would you really say just even if you were to kind of push out maybe some of something from the depths of your heart? Make a difference. Life is very precious, very, very precious. Don't take each day for granted. It's a gift. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you know, I have a very strong faith. It's a gift. You don't know how long. Don't wait for tomorrow and make that difference today. And if today you've made a difference just for one person, even for a short moment, you've made a difference. Yeah. I just go out and do that and don't compare. Start and don't waste time. It's so precious. It's powerful, Rhoda. Rhoda Schnitzer is our director of leadership and culture development in Europe and just a wonderful human being and a and a wonderful friend. So Rhoda, thank you so much for sharing your experience, your heart, your vision with us and all the best to you. And we're going to make these in-person visits a little bit more frequent. How's that? Thank you, Edgar. I so look forward to that. Thank you for joining <laughs> us today. And um, if, if there's anything that we could possibly do for you on your leadership journey, we love to tell people the cool things that are happening at Lippert and help you take the steps forward so that you can experience just that whole rescripting of your future. Let us know. Just, just send us an email at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. Again, this is Edgar Cabello, your host for the Built to Lead podcast. And Rhoda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Edgar. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's Built to Lead episode. If you have a story to share or are interested in learning how you can be a business as a force for good, please visit us at www.lci1.com backslash academy. And please follow Lippert on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, and Twitter. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Incorporated.